Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Grace and Peace of God, Love Wins. Today, we're going to be looking at the book of Psalms and the blueprint that is within that book. While the Psalms are not organized by topic, it's helpful to compare the dominant themes in each section of the Psalms to the five books of Moses. The first collection of Psalms, mainly written by David, is similar to the book of Genesis. Just as Genesis tells how mankind was created, fell into sin, and was then promised redemption, many of these Psalms discuss humans as blessed, fallen, and redeemed by God. Five mega-themes present themselves throughout the Psalms. They are praise, God's power, forgiveness, thankfulness, and trust. I'm going to attempt to unpack each theme now with an explanation and why it's as relevant today as in the past. So let's go ahead and get started. First, praise. Psalms are songs of praise to our God who is our creator, sustainer of life, and ultimate redeemer. Praise is recognizing, appreciating, and expressing God's greatness. So how is praise relevant today? When we are focused in our thoughts on God, we naturally want to praise Him. Focused thought leaves no room for complaining. Our intimate relationship is strengthened, allowing us to appreciate all He has done for us and for others. Secondly, God's power. God is all-powerful, omnipotent. He's always on time, never early, never late. He is sovereign over every situation. We see the expressions of God's power in how He chooses to reveal Himself to us through creation, history, and through His Word. So, how is God's power relevant today? Well, sometimes we feel powerless standing against a situation or circumstance, and we must remember that we draw upon God's power through the Holy Spirit, who dwells inside each of God's children. God's strength is an overcoming strength that is able to beat despair, beat any pain, any trial or tribulation. We can and ought to pray for Jesus to deliver, protect, and sustain us in all of life's situations. And thirdly, we have forgiveness. Now, we just covered forgiveness on a previous podcast, but it's a big one. So forgiveness is our gateway to God. Scripture teaches it's a blessing of the forgiven to forgive. And if we want God's forgiveness, we must forgive others. It's an imperative. Forgiveness is so important to Jesus that Paul instructed the apostles that we are to examine ourselves for unconfessed sin or resentful attitudes prior to partaking in the Lord's Supper. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 29 says, For if you eat the bread or drink the cup unworthily, not honoring the body of Christ, you're eating and drinking God's judgment upon yourself. When we fail to remember all Jesus has done for us, we are unthankful. People who do not take the time to reflect on the meaning of the Lord's Supper and participate share in the guilt of those who crucified Jesus. The reality is none of us is worthy to participate in the Lord's Supper, but through grace we're 
extended mercy to do so. This is why we need to always prepare in advance to take communion by being introspective, confessing our sins and resolving differences with others. By doing this, the barriers of communion are removed that would affect our relationship with Jesus. Awareness of our sins should not keep us from participating in the Lord's Supper. It should merely drive us toward it. Communion is not a church ritual. This covenant cost Jesus Christ his life. He gave it all for you and for me. We need to make sure that we appreciate the magnitude of his sacrifice. Many of the Psalms ask God for his forgiveness. These are intense prayers to God. And God does forgive us when we confess with our heart and mouth, repenting of our sins, meaning that we turn away from them and we don't have an inclination to do them again. So the question becomes, how is forgiveness relevant to today? Well, great question. Because we serve a loving God and he freely forgives us, we can be open and forthright when asking him for forgiveness. When we do this, we move from guilt to love, from enmity to friendship with God. And fourthly, thankfulness. When we are thankful in our spirit for God's deep concern for his creation, we have eyes to see how he protects, guides, and forgives us. In his creation, we have everything we will ever need. So then how is thankfulness relevant to today? By knowing God deeper and merely sup- not merely superficially, we can appreciate and be thankful for all the benefits this relationship provides to us. For starters, God made the way to him through the vehicle of his son, Jesus. When Jesus ascended back into heaven, he gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit. We lack nothing and have everything to be thankful for. By thanking God often, we have spontaneity to our prayer life. Jesus held nothing back. He even even gave the apostles the model prayer, which is otherwise known as the apostles prayer in Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 through 13, which says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. You may be wondering why Jewish apostles were so intrigued by Jesus's praying. After all, they were accustomed to praying, but when they heard Jesus pray, it was different. Jesus prayed like he was talking to a real person, someone who was actually listening to what he said. Jesus prayed about all things the apostles worried about, personal things, private things, dangerous and difficult things, bread to eat later in the day, praises to God, and protection from harm. The Lord's Prayer is perfectly balanced. We are instructed to look to God first, then to ourselves. Here we're taught once again to forgive, to receive forgiveness, and to depend on God wholly for everything. 
When we offer God true secret prayer just between Him and us from a place of a humble, fervent heart, the results are staggering and awesome answers from God. When we pray using fewer words, it leads to clarity and powerful prayers. Like the Lord's Supper, we're not to pray the Lord's Prayer in vain repetition, merely reciting it with meaninglessness. There's a pattern to the Lord's Prayer that will help us construct our own spontaneous prayers in the language of heaven. Focus on the majesty of God, the eternal kingdom, his will be done. Man's needs are many. For example, we need daily bread. We need forgiveness protection, and deliverance. There is no one right way to pray, but like the apostles, they even needed to learn and be taught how to pray. And Jesus taught an excellent example to model. The elements he taught are worship God, which we can do using the book of Psalms, intercession, repentance, surrender, and praise and adoration or petition. And finally, the fifth mega theme that surrounds Psalms is trust. We serve a faithful God. He is just and merciful. I've heard it said he is both velvet and steel. When we place our faith in him, we are demonstrating our trust. In reciprocal fashion, our trust allows his spirit to quiet our hearts in return. God has a 100% proven track record. We can also trust God no matter the occasion or the situation. So is trusting God relevant even now? God is not a fair-weathered friend. He's consistent. He's the answer to life's test questions. He'll even tip us off of things to come if we'll get quiet and get into agreement with them. Let me give you an example of what I mean. A part of my personal testimony that I love to share is when God made an impression within my heart. He said to me, you need to get to know my son, Jesus. Of course, I questioned him like a truly disobedient child. And I asked, why God? I already know the CEO. Who needs a middleman? God led me to the scriptures that revealed salvation only comes through belief in the finished work of Jesus at the cross on Calvary. He also showed me in the book of John chapter 5 verse 22 where it states, And the Father leaves all judgment to his Son. Had I not listened and obeyed, my eternal life would look markedly different. My destination would not be heaven. I'm overcome with thankfulness and trust in God. This was a significant turning point in my life. Please learn from my encounter with God. Take your salvation seriously. Don't risk being foolish and putting off this one important free decision. Playing Russian roulette is simply not worth it in the end. There's only one way to the Father, and that is through Jesus. At the time God spoke to me, I could not even utter the name Jesus. It was so foreign to me. Now I can't go a day without praising his name in some fashion. Now that I know God, his Son, and the Holy Spirit, I can make choices to how I will respond to doubt, fear, criticism. These negative emotions no longer have a hold over my life. I know whose I am in Jesus. 
And God says, I am the righteousness of God through his son, Jesus Christ. It has nothing to do with anything that I've done and everything to do with the finished work of Jesus. So here is what King David said in Psalm 17. This theme offers up a plea for justice. He says, O Lord, hear my plea for justice. Listen to my cry for help. Pay attention to my prayer, for it comes from an honest heart. Declare me innocent, for you know those who do right. You've tested my thoughts and examined my heart in the night. You've scrutinized me and found nothing amiss, for I am determined not to sin in what I say. I've followed your commands, which have kept me from going along with cruel and evil people. My steps have stayed on your path. I have not wavered from following you. I'm praying to you because I know you will answer, O God. Bend down and listen as I pray. Show me your unfailing love in wonderful ways. You save with your strength. Those who seek refuge from their enemies, guard me as the apple of your eye. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Protect me from wicked people who attack me, from murderous enemies who surround me. They are without pity. Listen to their boasting. They track me down, surround me, and throw me to the ground. They are like hungry lions, eager to tear me apart, like young lions in hiding, waiting for their chance. Arise, O Lord, stand against them and bring them to their knees. Rescue me from the wicked with your sword. Save me by your mighty hand, O Lord, from those whose only concern is earthly gain. May they have their punishment in full. May their children inherit more of the same. And may the judgment continue to their children's children. But because I've done what is right, I will see you. When I awake, I will be fully satisfied, for I will see you face to face. In this psalm, David was not saying he was sinless, but his relationship with God was one of close fellowship, repentance, and forgiveness. Like the apple of our eye, we require protection and guarding when we encounter trouble. God uses his protection to advance us as instruments for his service. He can also protect us as we go through painful situations. Sometimes he will help us escape them, and at other times he is holding our hand as we walk through them together. I really hope this episode has blessed you today. Make sure to hit like and subscribe so you'll always get the latest podcast. And friends, today, if you want to become a child of God and spend eternity in heaven, not somewhere else, then I invite you to pray this prayer of invitation to our Lord. Just say, Lord Jesus, I repent and turn away from my sins. Come into and take up residence within my heart. I believe that your shed blood was for all who believe that you took on the sin of humanity at the cross of Calvary. Amen. And friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were saved and born again spiritually. Your next step is to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And then get into a Bible-based church where you can have fellowship and communion with other like-minded Christians. And let me be the first to congratulate you on the most important decision you will ever make in your entire life. 
So, amen. And as you go out into the world, remember the priestly blessing from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. This prayer alone encompasses six blessings. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show his favor and give you his peace. Amen.